0: It's another micro-action Monday on Studio Class. Hi, hey, divas. Have you ever wondered how to get your auditions to really shine? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That kind of feeling where you walk in the room and the panel goes, mmm, she came to play. <laughs> like, Actually, that's one of, one of the best comments that I've ever heard from an audition setting was the panelist saying that, wow, that person really came to play. So what does that even mean? What does it mean to come to play in an audition setting? And from all of the situations that I've been in, as someone who's auditioning, as someone who has been on those panels, as someone who has watched other people in those scenarios, <laughs> as they're going, there are some things that really come to mind. And it's not a ton of them, but I want to talk about how do you get your audition to shine? How do you stand out? an audition scenario. The first step of this that I think is really important to talk about is finding a way to be grounded in the space. I think that this is a little little tricky to talk about sometimes, but I'm going to do my best here to talk about what this means, where I want you to psychologically take up space. In the room right I want you to take up the full space that you can when you are in the room and that means you know walking in being calm cool collected as you can be right and this takes a lot of just the inner work side of being a performer which is about showing that you may have adrenaline coursing through your body right your cortisol levels might be through the roof but you've done the work to figure out how to manage that. An audition is not the scenario in which you're wanting to show people how nervous you are, how unsteady you feel, right? That's the part where we do the inner work on our own, at home, in the practice room, whatever it is that we're doing, to say, I'm going to visualize through this situation so that I feel like in whatever, whatever case, I can walk into the room feeling like... I've got myself under control. I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm here to do. So that you also take up that space. That means like, you know, making eye contact with the panel. Like, you know, they're there. They want you to do really well. That's their whole goal is just to be overwhelmed by great auditions that day. And if it's not, that's on them. That's their failing as a person. (laughs) But by and large, every room that you walk into, they want to find they want to find just great singers. They want to find great performers. They want to find great musicians that, I, I say that all in one, that's all all under your umbrella, right? That they're wanting to, to be just enveloped, enchanted by what you're doing in that room, right? So it's okay. Walk in with calm, with purpose, smile at them, introduce yourself to the collaborative pianist or whoever you're working with, obviously if you're bringing your own you know uh, collaborator to this situation, then you guys walk in together and you feel really confident. And you go and you find your spot and you take that moment, take a deep breath, right? And just feel very at home in the space. This is something that you can also practice. Do some visualization techniques to say, what does it feel like to be at home? in that space performing with somebody else, performing for somebody else what does it feel like in my body to be very grounded before i start singing what does it feel like to make an invisible connection between me and the listener right think about that as a practice technique ah so you can take that deep breath and like embody the space that groundedness is incredibly important and telegraphs a ton of important information to your, you know, your adjudicators, your panel, whatever it is, that you are there to do this work, that you have done a ton of this process on your own so that you're ready to take on the challenge of working together, right? An audition is just a job interview to make sure that you're the right fit for what they're wanting, like what they're wanting to do right so you're presenting what you do and saying like i think that we might be the right fit for each other i think that i can realize the vision that you have for this production and i think that by showing you my skills here you might also get a chance to see the vision that i can bring to the production that you're having or the performance or whatever it is okay so we talked about that groundedness right that groundedness is just that overwhelming sense of like, I belong in this space and I am so excited to share what I do with you. And I think that we might be good collaborators together. I might, I think that we would be the right fit for this creative project together. Then the, the next part, you know, it's super straightforward, but like, does your rep fit you and can you sell it technically and dramatically? This is an oversimplification of what happens in this part, because tech, because like, does your rep fit you, and can you sell it technically and dramatically is basically all of the work that we do day in and day out, right? So this, this is a ton of work that goes into this. So like This is what makes us really good at what we do, right? So picking rep, if they want to hear you in different languages, great, but make sure that you're picking rep that fits who you are, that fits your voice. You can find something, I promise you, you can find something that suits the instrument that you have and makes it shine, right? You are, not, you are not beholden to only a certain amount of things that, you know, come in like the greatest hits book for your voice type. It's okay to become more knowledgeable about the repertoire so that you can find something that suits you really well. You'll want to think about that just logistically making sure that you're bringing something. If you're working with a collaborative pianist and they don't often interact with that particular repertoire, you might want to bring someone that you work with regularly. That's that's just a logistical question, right? It's just making sure that you're setting yourself up for all the advantages if you're going to bring something that is non-traditional that they don't see very often. But that doesn't mean that that's the wrong choice. The choice here is Sing the thing that, that lights you up, that makes you soar, that really shows off your instrument and what you can do with it, okay? Regardless of the language, like the, the language requirements and like also, t- you know, aesthetics or, or style or whatever, they're telling you that so that they can hear you in something that is the most suited to probably what's in the season or what they're programming or what they do as a company, as an organization, and so it behooves you to show them what you're really good at and then also say, like, I know that you present primarily this time period of music. Great. Here's what I do in that area. <laughs> like, Here's why. Here's why we would be a good fit for each other. So that's it. Remember, the rep fits you and that you can sell it technically and dramatically. Both of these things are really important. So. If the rep fits you, then I'm hoping that you can sell it. Technically, you're showing off what makes your instrument beautiful and interesting and unique, right? Really focus on those. What is it that I want to show them that my instrument can do? What are my skills? What are my highlights? What are my things that I can really uh, that I can really show off in this scenario, so that when people hear this in a performance, they go. Wow, that that soprano, that mezzo, that tenor, they oh, they were stunning the the way that they sang this thing, right? What do a little bit of visualization on that as well. What is it that they're saying about you that you are showing off in that audition setting? I really want them to know that once I'm above the staff, my, you know, these these notes are sparkling and like focused and like round and warm, or whatever it is for you. But if you haven't done that thought that thought process, then they there's a l- very small likelihood that they're going to pick up on that, right? So I want you to think about what are the what are the features of my instrument that I'm showing off in this audition scenario, so that they're making the connection between, wow, if we program or program her or per, like uh, contract her, contract them for this performance or this run or whatever it is, this production then she's going to bring that skill, which is really interesting and valuable to us in this scenario. Knock, knock, knock. Real quick, divas. I know you're here because you love the clarity that comes from my micro-action episodes. Plus, you get inspired and motivated hearing from working artists all across our field on how they made, maintain, and grow their careers. Now, you can be a part of the fuel that makes it all happen. Give Studio Class a boost by heading over to patreon.com slash that's M-E-Z-Z-O-I-H-N-E-N, and join the Sybaritic camarada. I also want to take a moment to shout out and thank Chris, James, Josh, Sarah, Elise, and Renee. Your support means the world to me. Thanks so much for helping me keep this podcast going. Now, let's get back to the show. The same thing goes with dramatically. We are in a dramatic art, y'all, right? I want you to be thinking about what am I bringing to the stage that makes this interesting, compelling visually as well, right? Ask yourself, am I being boring? This is both technically and dramatically. Am I being boring? Am I not thinking about, you know, the shape of this, both with what I'm doing with my body language and also what I'm doing with my voice? Because I really want you to help them experience the, like, the specialness of what you can do, right? The specialness of the repertoire and how when you work together, you're going to bring that same specialness to the production, okay? And that leads me to my next point, which is like phrasing and nuanced choices. Are you connecting with your repertoire that fits, Are you connecting with it part of repertoire that fits is also that you can find your own connection points to it so that you are saying something with the musical phrasing choices that you're making and that you're also saying something with the dramatic choices right are you making nuanced dramatic choices This is the same thing, which is, am I selling this technically and dramatically also means that going back to my question of, is this boring, is am I making the same motions over and over? Am I doing uh, really obvious right, choices when it comes to what I'm doing with my arms or my body or how I'm moving on stage? And it doesn't mean that the obvious choice is wrong. It just means that have you thought through it or are you just picking the first thing that comes to your mind without taking a deeper look at, if I was putting this on stage, what would I want to see? An audition setting is different than a performance, so I'm not asking you to run around the room, right? I'm asking you to think about, okay, if I saw this on stage, yes, maybe Carabino is bouncing around, is just full of excitement and joy and, and just like, uh, hormones, <laughs> like whatever it is. So with that in mind though, you do not need to run around your audition space. You need to show them that that exuberance, that joy, that um that just like overwhelming sense of like I don't I don't know what to even do next because I'm so filled with these hormones, right? That that you are bringing that to your audition space so that they see the path from you in that audition to you performing that character on stage. And they go, oh my gosh, I can already see it. It's so clear, right? So notice that I'm not talking about making sure that you wear this particular amount of, or like this particular type of clothing or, or making sure that you're wearing closed-toed shoes or whatever, because honestly, people say that when they're not talking about this, they're talking about like winning uh, five more points when I'm talking about winning the game, okay? So they're, when people are giving you comments like that, it's because they are searching for something to talk about that isn't, that it was unremarkable. So that Steve Martin quote, is like, be so good they can't ignore you, right? I'm sure that's other people as well, but it's like the idea for our audition scenario, is be so good, they can't ignore you, they can't talk about those other bullshit things. (laughs) Sorry, sorry, I try not to cuss too much on this podcast, but whatever, is that if they're focused on that, then, then we've lost them, right? We weren't, we weren't grounded. We weren't sharing repertoire that lights us up and shows off the the highlights or the features of our, our voices, our instruments, we're also not selling it technically or dramatically, right? Because they checked out and then they started going like, oh yeah, I don't really like her hair or something. Nuh-uh, we're not even gonna give them time to get to that point, right? Because when you walk in and you have these things, you you are taking up the space because you know that you are meant to be there. You know that you belong there. You know that you have something valuable to share with them. And then you're singing repertoire that shows you shows you off, and that you can sell technically and dramatically, and then you have you know unique phrasing. You have interesting musical phrasing and nuanced choices that you're making, so that people are like, "Oh my gosh, I cannot wait to see more of this artist on stage. We have to put this person in our productions. In fact, I don't care if they don't fit into this particular season. We're gonna get them for next season. In fact." You tell us what you want to perform. We're going to build a show around you, (laughs) right? So I want you to ask yourself that when you're thinking about auditioning, which is what are the features that I'm trying to show off? Am I able to sell this, like technically and dramatically? Am I bringing the, the deep thought process to phrasing and nuanced choices such that somebody would be like, you know what? I'm so compelled by you as a performer, that I will, I will put something into next season so that we can hire you for that, even if this season's rep doesn't fit, right? We will create a show for you. (laughs) So have you done that work so that you can show up to your auditions that way? That's what I'm looking for. So when you want your auditions to really shine, keep this process in mind. It's not about like, it's not about, oh, I wore this dress that they really liked. It's, about I made a moment for them in that room that they felt so inspired by that they knew I would be the right fit for an entire production or I would be the right fit for their company for whatever it is we're doing creatively going forward. And that's it. Divas, I want you to keep those things in mind. I want you to have amazing, amazing auditions. And as always, stay sparkly inside and out. Thanks for joining me for Micro Action Monday. Again, I'm Megan Enan, and you can find me on all the socials at Mezzo Enan. That's I-H-N-E-N. Did you know that studio class is part of the Sybaritic Singer? It is. And if you liked this episode, you're going to love my 29 Days to Diva series. That's on sybariticsinger.com. And if you liked this episode, will you please consider leaving us a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts? Thanks. It means a lot to me.